welcome to Launch Love Podcast. I'm Rain Phoenix. It's a space for fame creatives to launch the next wave of music rebels and an intentional space to highlight and empower all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Today's guest is Ondara, previously under the moniker J.S. Ondara. He made a record in the span of one week in quarantine entitled Folk and Roll Volume 1, Tales of Isolation. He composed and produced this record. And we really love the track we're going to play for you today. But first, we're going to speak to him a little bit. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Hello? Hi, can you hear me now? Oh, there you are. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know how to use technology. You did great. You did great. Hi, Ondara. Is that how you say your name? That it is, yeah. Um, am I speaking to you from Minneapolis right now? Is it? Yeah, yes, you are. Minneapolis, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you made this beautiful record while uh, in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I just needed to write something as some kind of therapy, you know. I wasn't trying to make a record per se. I was just sort of stuck in something of a rut for a while. And um, I woke up one morning and just spent three days writing these songs and spent three more days recording them and um, I shared it with my team and they decided it was a record. It wasn't really meant to be one, it was just some kind of therapy for me. I love, uh, I love any kind of music that happens like that where it just naturally occurs in a very short amount of time and you put it out and aren't precious about it. That's, that's a difficult thing as an artist to do. So my hat, my, my f- not existent hat right now off to you for doing right. that. Really cool. It's, it's beautiful. Would you call yourself a folk folk artist? Is that right? Or sure, yeah. 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 It reminds me a lot of like the f- folk artists back in the sixties and seventies, you know, it kind of takes me back to the t- time before I was yeah. born. Uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. That's sort of the, the era of music I, uh, I'm drawn to, I think. Um, I was just perhaps born in the wrong time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of born, you were born in, is it Nairobi, Kenya? Is that right? Indeed. Yeah. And you yeah. lived there for a long time. You grew up there. And then, you, then moved yeah. to Minneapolis. Um, how was that for you? How was that transition? And uh, when you did move, did it feel what you thought of America before you moved versus what it was? Were two very different countries? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think uh, the, there's definitely a, a contrast between what the, the idea of America is and what the reality of it is. And uh, when you were... Uh, when you're a foreigner and you you know you fancy going to America because of uh, films or whatever you hear about it, and that that was me, you know, I fancied coming to America for a long time uh, to pursue the American dream, um, to try and make a career out of playing folk songs. Um, but that that idea uh, came head to head with with the reality of what America is, which. Um, you know, it's, it's a troubled country, uh, as as you know, as many others around the world, uh, and so that that sort of that contrast was the premise really for my my first record, uh, Tales of America. Mm. 
you can tell that your creative is linked very much to the things that you think about and contemplate in your life that are troubling, whether they're big picture things or personal, you know, stories for you, um, which I think all best art does draw from that, from where we don't understand or what we're trying to uh, uncover. Um, what made you choose or did you choose Minneapolis? Was it a choice or was it just like that's where your family was moving? Uh, well, I moved by myself, so it was definitely a choice. Um, America is a, it's a big place. I had, had relatives scattered around, um, but I chose, I chose Minnesota quite randomly just because um, um, I was listening to a lot of Bob Dylan, and I, I learned that, you know, Bob Dylan was from Minnesota, and I thought, well, you know, I'll just go there. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> It's yeah. just a, a random uh, romantic decision that I made at the time. And it's, uh, I assume the weather was a little shocking. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people ask me what, you know, if there was any culture shock moving to America. And um, I think the thing that shocked me the most was just the, the drastic... Uh, cold you know it was just uh, I'd never experienced anything like like that before and there's no way to uh, like there's no way you can tell someone about that in, in a way that's accurate uh, yeah if they have experienced it before so you know they told me well, it's cold in Minnesota I was like well, that's fine I know cold <laughs> but once I landed um, I remember I walked out of the, the airport and I walked right back in <laughs> <laughs> just right back <laughs> I was I had this feeling as though I was I was being burned by some kind of invisible flame you know wow uh, yeah it was a strange experience uh, that's another record by itself I think <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah and are you I, I assume you were planning to tour and all of that and that's all been on hold um for everyone till 2021. But is that something that you like to do is perform live and take your music out to the people? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love, I love telling stories um, in, you know, form of folk songs and I love doing that around the world. Um, and, you know, it's why I moved to America to find a path towards doing something of that kind. Um, so it's, it's definitely, it's, it, it's been quite an, an easy time, you know, just having to sit still and not travel. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, I can't, I honestly cannot wait until, you know, we can tour again. But for now, I think it's best to, to stay safe. Absolutely. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, would you say that you've made friends quickly and enjoyed, um, the community where you're at or, or are you kind of a loner artist? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm certainly a loner in many ways. Um, I, you know, I, I, I spend most of the time by myself. I create better when I'm, you know, by myself somewhere in a hole, just uh, locked in. Um, and perhaps that's why I wrote all the songs so fast. Uh, 
but uh, I mean, at, at a certain point, you do need a community. You can you can only do so much by yourself. Um, so when I moved to Minnesota, I didn't really know anyone. So I suppose that that was a, a good opportunity for me to spend time working on my on my craft. Um, uh, you know, and once I learned how to play the guitar, um, and you know, found out that where some few open mic places were, that's when I started uh, going out and you know, playing playing the songs and trying them out. And after that, um, I started getting support from the community. Uh, so I think a bit of both. I'm certainly a loner, but. Um, I do appreciate the community that Minneapolis has has given me and you know, helped in the in the starting my career. And if I can ask you how music found you, I always like to ask that question. How did it find you? Uh, like, what's your earliest memory of of music? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it found me in. <clears throat> several in several intervals uh, my very first introduction to music um yeah i think in the early 2000s um when uh, cds beca- were, became prominent uh, pirating cds became a thing uh, very quickly as well at least back home in kenya um and so there was there was all these people um in the streets who would be just setting up little stalls and, uh, and selling pirated music. Uh, what, the, what they would do basically is they would uh, go to the internet and then they would just download random songs. They didn't know those songs. They didn't need to know them. They were just looking for something interesting to, to sell to, to people for income. Um, and so so they would download these songs, put them in a CD, and then set up a stall somewhere in the market or by the streets. And then, you know, they would play the music cloud. They'd sort of advertise it. Um, and sometimes they would call you. And if you go to them, they would uh, play you a song, a random song that they downloaded it. And if you liked it, you got to buy the, the CD. Um, so... You know, I I remember being very young, perhaps about eight or nine, and walking around the market and going to this music stall. And this vendor uh, plays for me this song. It's called it's called Forget Her by by Jeff Buckley. And uh, and uh, you know, I, I just I remember having this sort of feeling of being like, wow, what what's that? What is he doing with his voice? And I spent a lot of time in my in my room locking myself trying to trying to sing like Jeff and I think that's that's perhaps where my interest in singing began I was fond of words before then but I wasn't really fond of singing um until then so that might, that's probably a one instance that I remember um Finding music, well, this music finding me in a, in a sort of bizarre way, and I found other bands that way too that I liked, like Radiohead and Death Cab. Um, and uh, later on in high school, a few years, a couple years later, 
Um, I also, also in an accidentally found the music of Bob Dylan, uh, which sort of inspired me to try to find ways to put my stories into melodies and try to make a career out of it. So I think it, it, it's collectively been a couple of instances of just accidents. It's like a conspiracy of the universe happening in, a, in some kind of way to lead me here to, you know, to making folk songs in, in, in Minneapolis and in, um, in doing what I do now and in talking to you. <laughs> I love that conspiracy of the universe. But there's one other question I want that I always like to ask is what form of activism does your music or art take or does it not necessarily show up there, but, but what is it that you tr- truly do champion and think a lot about right. and care about? Um, I think the nature of, 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 of my music, I think the, the fundamental nature of folk music in general is, uh, is activism, really, because it's a, it's a process of reflecting on the times in the form of stories. And it's, uh, it's a way of, of, of documenting the times so that we are aware of the foolish things we've done so we can't do them again in the future. Hopefully, <laughs> um, history repeats itself sometimes. But um, I think, in that sense, my my form of story of activism is perhaps is just storytelling, because I think uh, storytelling helps us reflect on ourselves, helps us um, in a way. I, I think of it as as a conduit to compassion you know, in a way to, to empathize with other people's experiences, to learn from each other. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons I was very uh, taken by, by Dylan's music is because um, I found that he had, um, you know, attached the, those fundamental elements of storytelling to, to music in such a profound way. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I suppose in, 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 in short, I'd probably say storytelling. <laughs> wow, I love that answer. That's so cool. And uh, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the more ancient ways, that, you know, that we as humans have been able to not only communicate, but then express, you know, carry on or, or create tradition and express those things that we are thinking about or hurting over or excited mm-hmm. for is, you know, storytelling. Right. Um, it's the, the most, uh, it's the oldest technology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that answer. Wow. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing a little bit about the record. Is there anything you want to share about the record specifically that we haven't touched upon or, or feel like, sh- you know, talking about? Um, I think you were pretty thorough with your, with your questions. Um, I think, um, I suppose in summary, I'd just say the, the songs, they are all about isolation in a way. Um, all of them are connected to something to do with life in isolation, whether it's personal or it's political or, um, or it's romantic or whatever. Um, but I think that, 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 isolation is, is, is almost a, a disguise for something, for something bigger because I think this period of isolation has revealed a lot 
about us as people, um, about the political structures that we, we live under. Uh, and so as much as it is a, a record about isolation, I think it's a, it's a record about the ramifications of that period of isolation, however short or long it's going to be uh, in, you know, in our, in our personal systems and in, in our uh, societal systems uh, and how those ramifications will shape our lives for the, the rest of the rest of our lives, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again um, for being on Launch Left and we will keep an eye out for your upcoming work, but we really love your record and excited to share this song with our community. So have a wonderful day. And Thanks for the chat. We'll, we'll check in again soon, I hope. Yeah, okay. thanks so much. Yeah, bye. Bye. the football team she was a fountain of the village scene he won't around much never really been seen lest he was visiting Rick's widow Carol now Dean had him some big head for dreaming had chicken and swans, supposed to be for selling. Had devious plans, getting into gasoline. Had several cats in the Hollywood magazine. All they wrote about jazz, all they wrote about films. All they wrote about cars, all they wrote about fiends. All they wrote about girls, all they wrote about creams. All they wrote about the fed. And the road about the thing. Hey, all this talking about dreams made Dean's daddy feel sick. He was praying he would avenge his dead brother Rick. The pain made him numb, the war in Vietnam. It took his first son, it took his third son But I suppose he was a man, a man will never learn For the pride will return with a fixating bun If it took his fifth son, if it took his eighth son He must be just part of the good lords, of the good lords plan By the 
river's end It's where all the evenings them two would spend They went to go to espoused They were young and aroused In a suburban house they lived out Their vows Freshman, she read the scripture and he the Quran. He was the guitar and she was the drum. The bath was still, but it was gonna be, it was gonna be a sun. Sent out to this stupid war Nana stayed back to look after the store The war was lost and the troops came back But Dean wasn't seen with the rest of the pack Nobody wins in war, nobody wins in war Nobody wins in war, nobody wins in war Nobody wins in war, nobody wins even when they come back, they never really, they never really come back. So the general came with a dreaded knock. Sorry, mom, he said, we don't have your block. Oh, Nana never cried. It was in her style. Even when she smiled, she was hurting inside. Oh, the general got himself a slope right on his face. The general got himself a name calling offense. The general got himself a punch right on his chest. The general got himself a red chin and a nice kick between his legs. stars danced she blew off the chance for any romance running from the rift running from the ghost she took up a shift at the office post then one evening sitting by the counter a man walked in his name was elegant pose scar on his nose said he was exposed to life spinning and tossing the boss was his suit he kept talking would you like a drink at the cafe none was closed in wasn't happening she said go and see you from for I don't need no love I don't need no love, 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 and I've got no love, I've got no love to give. 
guess now who it was Alexander came back with another rose Just one little coffee, he politely said Well I have no need for an interim For an interim bed Oh, she can't be perused She can't be seduced She locked herself shut Gave the key to a cherub It must take a sleuth It must take the truth To get out of love That boy's did Ruth Zander was in swoon Never gave up too soon To the gates of hell To Europa The Jupiter's moon stars danced the congress passed the wars advanced Zander later passed but the love did last Nikki and Jess were the two daughters Nikki had a girl name was Rita Lou Jess had a girl name was Sonia Sonia Diaz At a school in Beijing Came to see Nana home At the Seattle dwelling They spoke of the word The coveting thing She left her the scuff He was covered in shin Then she heard of the curse The COVID-19 The done thing Took Nana all alone The done thing took Nana all alone In her dream her dream hey, And that was the tale Of Nana Dolin A joyful machine A saint and a queen May her rest be serene 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 Oh Nana Nana Launchloft aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launchloft begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields.